greet you in peace and tell you that we thank God for another opportunity um, to come before you this morning. We're grateful. We're grateful. I'll say that, that God has kept us and brought us back together again. Listen, do me a favor. Gather all of your friends and family together. We want to um, speak a word unto them as the Lord will permit, um, because this is not an ordinary worship. Um, we want to tell God how grateful we are, even in times like these. So please um, check with them. Make sure that you have shared the information with them that they can come and be a part um, of this experience. I want to say thank you to each and every one of you for being with us on last night as we were able to share a word with you. God has been um, so good. He's been um, blessing us through all of the responses we've been receiving from last night's message. Um, I want to encourage you um, to stay strong in the Lord as we know God is still able to do the unthinkable in our lives. So God bless all of you. Um, I want to begin by lifting up all of the pastors and preachers who are finding it strange this morning because they cannot um, go through the normal routines of meeting in the house of prayer, so to speak, the building. Um, but we are still able to carry on as the Lord has blessed us with what we call technology. We're grateful for that, too. Um, and so we want to lift all of those who are connected to the to the body, to the church in some shape, form, or fashion. I mean, there are ushers who feel a little funny that they're not standing at the actual door of the church building, so to speak. Um, there are deacons who feel a little funny because they didn't they weren't able to come before the congregation and sing a hymn and say a prayer and read a scripture. But I want you to know whatever capacity we serve um, in the body, in the kingdom, I'm saying that right where we are right now, uh, we can glorify God because God is worthy um, to be praised. Can I share with you? I'm excited about what the Lord is going to share with us on today. I'm so excited um, that I've been up uh, practically all morning um, just thanking God for the message he has been allowing us to, to, to meditate on. I want to call your attention to Psalm 46 as we begin. We begin um, using um, this particular psalm on last week as the Lord has allowed us. He has allowed us to simply um, re be reminded that there are times in life where God will change the game. God will redo some things in our lives. He'll simply change the things up, but he is still God. Good morning to all of you. And what do you do when God changes the game? I am excited about that because that's the time that we are living in. Here is what God has done. God has simply changed the game. That's what he did. He changed it. He allowed us to understand that you ought to never put God in a box. You ought to never think you have God figured out. There's always something that God is up to that we cannot see. And what do you do when God shakes things up in your life? What do you do when God breaks the normal routines in our lives? What do you do when God shows up and does what we cannot understand in our lives? Here is what I want to encourage you today. I want to remind you that whatever God does in your life, um, the big thing that you cannot lose sight of the fact is that you were built for this. That, that's what I want to make sure you see this morning, that you were built for this. On last night, we talked about the fact 
that God has issued a challenge to each and every one of us. But before God issues a challenge to you and I, he makes sure that he has made sure that you are built for this. In other words, you're already in position that you have the victory. I'll say that one more time. You already have the victory. Now, you've just got to understand that this did not catch God by surprise, that God was not sleep at the wheel, that God was not absentee. God knew this was going to transpire before it transpired. And that's why God built you ahead of time. He prepared you ahead of time for such a time as this. Hey, listen, I just want to share with you this word that God has blessed us with. And here it is. I want to call your attention to verse number 10 in Psalm 46. Here's what it says. It simply puts it this way. Be still and know that I am God. Now, if that don't shout you, nothing will shout you the rest of this little message. Be still and know that I am God. I will be honored by every nation and I will be honored throughout the world. He simply says to you and I, be still and know. What is God saying to you and I? He's saying that there comes a time when I will interrupt your normal scheduled program. There is a time in life where the things you used to do, he does not allow you to do anymore. For whatever reason, whether it's temporary or whether it's permanent, there comes a time when you have to learn how to handle disruption. That's what you'll find out in the book of Psalm 46 in this complete chapter uh, of uh, book. What you'll discover is there's three things. God will give you a divine disruption. God will teach you about this di disaster and God will show you how he brings about deliverance. Let me say it again. In Psalm 46, God will show you that there are times where you will receive a divine disruption. There are times when we receive divine disasters and there are times when God will allow the world to see that he still gives divine deliverances. Oh, I'm thankful for that right there, because when you break it down, you've got to be very clear that God is the one that's still in control. I heard them sing um, just the other day and they even issued a challenge to me to sing the song. And the song is he's got the whole world in his hand. Well, if you believe God has the whole world in his hand, then this is the time. This is the hour for you to act like you believe, act like you understand that God has the whole world in his hand. Hey family, here is what he says. He says the first thing you got to learn how to do is you got to learn how to simply, guess what? Be still. What does it mean when he says you have to be still? He says, I built you for this moment. I built you for this hour. I built you for this time. I built you for such a time as this. And what you've got to learn how to do is trust what I've placed in you. That, that word build, you, you know what that means. That word build simply means to construct, especially something of a complex nature, but you're constructing it by assembling different parts, different materials, and you're bringing it together to perform a specific task or for a specific purpose. And family, can I share this with you real quick? When God put you together, he knew exactly why he was putting you together. He knew exactly what he was putting you together to accomplish. He knew exactly what he was putting you together to fight. He knew exactly why he put you together. And he didn't take any shortcuts when he put you together. He designed you for a time just like this. This is why the psalmist says to you and I, you've got to recognize 
realize when the problems show up in the world that you live in, you've got to be still and know that you belong to the Lord. Here is what that word be still means. It simply means when you break it down in its original form, it means you got to learn how to let go. Did you hear what I just said? When you go and look at that word in Hebrew, be still, here's what it means. It means you got to let go. I'll say it one more time. You've got to make sure that you know when to let go. Now, you think because you let go, that's a sign of weakness. No, no, that's really not a sign of weakness because the only time you can truly let go is when you trust who still has their hands on it. And can I tell you real quick before I shout myself crazy, the reason you and I can take our hands off of it it's because we know God has his hands on it. When you really know who God is in your life, you can let go of that trouble, let go of that trial, let go of that situation, let go of that sickness, let go of that child, let go of all of those people, all of those issues, because you know God still has his hands on it. And when you trust that God has his hands on it, he said the best thing you can do in a time like this is you can simply let go. Now, when we say let go, it doesn't mean you're not doing anything. It doesn't mean you're not active. But what you're doing is you're putting into practice what you have been declaring all of this time. All these years, you've been saying that you're going to serve the Lord until you die. All of these years, you've been saying you trust in the Lord with all of your heart. All of these years, you've been singing about God's amazing grace. Well, all of that stuff you've been saying and singing, um, now it's time to put that stuff into practice. Here is what what he says, when disruption comes in your life, you got to learn how to take your hands off of it and trust that my hands are already on it. Here's the shout. Anything that's in the hand of God cannot help but be blessed by God. I'll say that one more time. Anything or anyone that's in the hands of God cannot help but be blessed by God. And let me raise this question while you're checking me out right now. Are you in the hands of God? I heard you say, Jermaine, he's got the whole world in his hands. He's got you and me, brother, in his hand. He's got you and me, sister, in his hand. He's got the little bitty babies in his hand. Well, if he's got the whole world in his hands, then why don't you be still? In other words, take your hands off of it and watch what God do with it. Watch how God work it out. Watch how God maneuver it. Watch how God shift some things because God is up to something. That's why he said in his word, eyes have not seen. Did y'all hear that? Ears have not heard. It haven't even entered into the hearts of man, the good things that God has in store for us. Now listen, if you believe it right now, right where you are, just wave your hand in your living room, right where you are. Wave your hand in your car, right where you are. Raise your hand in your bedroom because you are raising your hand signifying to the Lord. Lord, I trust you right now. I may not can go where I want to go. I may not can do what I want to do. But one thing I can do right where I am, I can raise my hand and testify, Lord, I'm trusting in you right now. Lord, I'm depending on you right now. Lord, I am leaning into you right now because I recognize that God is still in control. That's what the psalmist says. He says, when disruption comes in your life, don't you fall apart. Don't you throw a pillow party. You remember you were built for this. You are wonderfully made. Oh, so I ain't got time to get into that. 
again. He says, you remember you are built for this. You are a child of God, the very essence of God, that when God looked at you, he said, let me breathe my spirit into you. And then when he looked back, he said, that's very good. Hey, family, I need you to understand you were built for a time like this. And the psalmist decrees and declares to us right now. Here is what he says. He says, now, since you were built for this, here's what you got to recognize. Take your hands off of it. He said, because next thing, not only will you have disruption, you're going to have to learn how to deal with disaster. Did you hear what I just said? This ain't the first disaster we've had in our life. This ain't the first disaster that this nation has had to deal with. This ain't the first disaster that we've had to encounter. And can I tell you, when you look back over your life, you will discover that God has handled every other disaster that you've ever had to deal with. Come on, take a moment. Go back. Run down memory lane. Check your history with God and see once you find out everything that the enemy formed against you did not prosper. Every weapon that the enemy tried to use against you, it did not prosper because the God that you serve understands how to handle disaster. Come, come here, come here, don't get excited um, without understanding what the text is saying because the text is simply saying, here is what it is. He says, you got to understand that when you be still, there's some things you need to know. Oh, I just paused just for dramatic emphasis right there because I want to raise this question. What do you know about the God that you serve? What do you know about the God that's the Lord of your life? What do you know about God? You know that God, hello, somebody is still in control. If you know God is still in control, I'm going to give you 13 seconds right where you are. And you just start thanking God for being in control of your life. I'm going to give you 13 seconds right where you are. And you just start telling God, thank you right where you are. I'm going to give you 13 seconds right where you are to roll back down memory lane and think of all of the things God has brought you through and crossed you over. Think of all of the things God has gotten you out of. Think of all of the things you found yourself in. Guilty, but God still set you free. Think of all of the ways God made a way of escape for you. And every time you go back, you will discover God showed up. And when he showed up, he showed know how to show up. Somebody ought to shout right there because God showed out in your life. He showed out on your behalf. He showed out for your children. He showed out in your finances. He showed out in your health. He showed out in your mental strength. He showed out in you. You ought to thank God because when he show up, he show knows how to show out. Now listen, if God has ever showed out in your life, he says you need to be a witness to my world that I know how to handle disaster. Let me tell you, in 2000, they were scared of Y2K. In 2001, they were scared of anthrax. In 2002, they were scared of the West Nile. In 2003, they were scared of SARS. In 2005, they were scared of the bird flu. In 2006, they were scared of E. coli. In 2008, the Wall Street, Wall Street collapsed. In 2009, it was the swine flu. In 2014, it was Ebola. In 2015, it was ISIS. In 2020, guess who it is? It's called Corona. And family, can I tell you, you may not understand it, but this ain't the first time we've had an epidemic in our lives, in our situation. And every time we've ever had an epidemic, God showed up and let the whole world know that he's better than a paramedic. He's better than the EMS team because he ain't guessing. He knows exactly what to do. He knows exactly how to handle the situation. And sometimes you got to just stop and tell God, thank you for what he's already done. Pause, because here's what he says. He says, be still and know. What do you know about God? 
And if you know anything about him, here's what you can testify to. He won't fail you. Hey, somebody could have shouted right there. God has never failed any one of us. Sometimes you got to testify for yourself. God has always come through. God has never let you down. God has never let you go without. God always knows what you need when you need it. And that's why he said in the book of Philippians, he said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You want to know? why you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you because you was built for this. I just stopped by this morning to remind somebody when God changes the game, he only changes the game to remind you, you were built for this, that you were made for a time like this. You were made to be on display in an hour, right? Like we're living in right now. Now listen, as we practice social distancing, as we wash our hands, as we make sure we're sanitized, as we make sure we go through the proper steps to put protection on ourselves and our loved ones. Here is what I want you to make sure. Don't forget that you were built for this. Don't forget that you have an assignment. Don't forget that you are still in place to glorify the God that we serve. And the psalmist says it like this. He simply says, he says, be still and know that I am God. I'm out of here on this because I told you I wasn't going to keep you long, that we'll be done before 10 o'clock. Here is what I need you to understand. When you deal with God, he'll teach you how to handle divine disruptions. He'll teach you how to handle divine disasters, but then he'll prepare you to receive a divine deliverance. Hello, somebody. I'm out of here on that. But when you look at that word, he said, be still and know that I am God. It comes from a Hebrew word called Elohim. That Hebrew word Elohim means he is supreme. That means that there is no knowledge that's that's better than or above his knowledge. That means he knows everything. And because he knows everything, he makes a declaration declarative statement right here. He says that every nation will bow unto me. Every nation will lift me up. Every nation will have to praise my name. That's what he said in the text. I am not making it up. He says, I'm going to make sure that I'm exalted all over the land by every nation, even the heathen nations, even those that claim that they don't belong to me or believe in me. There's going to come a time when they have to bow down to me. Can I tell you what God is saying? He's saying that you've got to be my example that deliverance is on the way. Can I get you up out of here? But when I read my Bible, that word says, simply means that you got to lift God. That word simply means you got to promote God. That simply means you got to exalt God. And all I'm trying to get you to understand as you matriculate through the times that we're living in right now, make sure that you are exalting the Savior. Make sure that you are lifting the Master. Make sure that you are praising God because you know he is worthy to be praised. Here is what he said to Jeremiah. He said, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything to hard for the Lord? Can I answer that for you? No, ain't nothing too hard for God. God can handle every, I'll say it one more time, every situation in my life. Here is what he says in Psalm 24. Lift up your head, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up. Even you ancient doors, the king of glory will come in. Who is the king of glory? He's the Lord strong and mighty. He's the Lord, mighty in battle. He's the Lord. He says, lift up your head. Oh, ye gates, lift them up. He says, because the king of glory will come in. Who is this king of glory? He's the Lord almighty. He's the Lord king 
king and of all glory. I'm talking about the God that we serve right now. I'm saying to you, don't lose sight of this fact that deliverance is not on the way. Deliverance is already here. Here's what he says in Psalm 90 verse number one. He says, you have been our dwelling place through all generations before the mountains were formed, before you had already brought forth the earth and the world, you were everlasting from everlasting. Hey family, I want to let you know that God can handle what's going on in your life. You want to know how you know he's a deliverance? Because you went through 911, but you made it. You want to know how you know he's a deliverer? You Because you went through Hurricane Katrina, but you made it. You want to know how we know he's a deliverer? Because we went through Hurricane Ike, but we made it. You want to know how we know that he's a deliverer? Because we went through Hurricane Harvey, but we made it. You want to know how I know that he's a deliverer? Because we experienced the Vegas shootings, but we made it. You want to know how we know God is a deliverer? Because the other day we experienced the storms in Nashville, but we still made it. We experienced the the, the earthquake in Utah, but we still make it. And can I tell you what's going on? There is an outbreak and an epidemic in the society that we're living in right now, but we are still making it. And you know why we making it? Because our God is a deliverer. Here's all I'm trying to get you to understand. You were built for this. You were made for this hour. God changes the game to let you know what you are built to do. That God has already ordained you. That he has already blessed you. That he has already prepared a way for you. And now all you got to do is walk in the glory that God has manifested in your life. Listen, this joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. And the world can't take it away. Hey, family, take this moment to make sure you remind the folk that you're connected with that your God, he is a deliverer. If God has ever delivered you, if God has ever come through for you, if God has ever worked it out for you, if God has ever turned that thing around, if God has ever brought you from out to now being in, if God has ever elevated you, now is the time to show the world that we live in that you were built for this. I'm grateful that God has given us this time to speak, to share with one another, to the members of St. James, to our family and, family and friends, all of our partners. I thank you for all of your support. I thank you for all that you've been doing and helping to get the message out, to get the word out. I thank you for staying connected. I thank you for staying committed. I thank you for staying faithful. I thank you for just being a church that continues to tithe, continues to sow into the kingdom because we know that God is a deliverer. Listen, I want to begin today by saying to you that I'm praying for you. To saying to every church that represents the kingdom that we believe in, that represents represents the Lord, I want you to know that we're praying for you. We know it's not easy. We know it's difficult. We know there are parents who are struggling in their homes right now. We know that it's not easy, but we do know that God is able. Listen, I want to caution you to make sure that when you open your mouth, that it comes out that you are understanding that God is still in control. Listen, be the solution and not the problem. Let God get the glory from you in this situation.